Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. What is going on, everybody? This is the Locker Room Podcast. My name is Mark Bender. I'm the producer and social media manager of the Locker Room. But today, I'm going to be interviewing my good friend, Noah Williams. Noah, how are you doing today, man? Great. How are you doing? Dude, I'm doing all right. Noah, introduce yourself to the audience. Let everybody know who you are. Uh, happy to be on this podcast. Um, I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. Currently go to Chapman University as a freshman. I've been swimming my entire life. Always enjoyed the sport. Sweet, man. So today I wanted to get into first, how did you get into swimming, man? What was that like falling in love moment? Uh, so growing up, my uh, my parents, they swam in college, both of them. And um, I mean, I've tried all the different sports growing up. Soccer, baseball, all the different ones uh, you can think of. Um, but I ultimately decided to start swimming when I was about like seven years old on a country club league in Utah. Uh, that's originally what introduced me to the sport, uh, other than my parents influencing me uh, because they swim in college and stuff. But uh, being part of a country club league is definitely... Uh, beneficial to kind of the team aspect of things and uh, just getting to know people and stuff. Yeah, so you uh, you said you got into baseball and other sports like that. Was swimming always that number one sport for you, or were there other sports that kind of rivaled swimming uh, when you were growing up? Yeah, so growing up, I kind of went back and forth from swimming to various sports uh, football, soccer, basketball, um, but when I was about seven, I kind of just stuck with swimming because I was the best at it, um, and my teammates are like, wow, you should just stick with swimming, and um, you're really good at this sport, and they kind of influenced me to kind of stick with it. Nice. Um, Going straight into your high school career, you're obviously a great swimmer, good talent in Utah. You hold the state record for the 100 breast. Yeah, and you were talking about the Country Club League. You're actually in the Hall of Fame there now. Um, Growing up, were you always one of those top swimmers in your age group, or was it more of like a longer journey just getting to that type of competition uh, that you're at today? Yeah, so growing up, uh, the first year of swimming when I started – I wasn't that great. I would place like maybe uh, 16th in my league. Um, but ultimately, the hard work and dedication kind of brought me to becoming better throughout the years. And also, growing up in a environment where people are pushing you and stuff, that kind of ultimately led me to become better as a person, not only in the pool, but out of the pool uh, with my teammates and stuff. Nice. Um, talking about your coach in high school, uh, I was just talking with you earlier off off camera, Joe Pereira, and you got another coach, Denny Cullum, who you only had for your senior year, you said, is that correct? Um, so let's talk about Joe first. Uh, was he your coach your freshman, sophomore, and junior year? Yeah, he's, he was actually my coach um, ever since I was eight years old. So oh, wow. He's okay. kind of brought me to um, where I am today. Uh, I shout that out uh, just because he's always pushed me, motivated me to become a better person and uh, ultimately led me to 
get num- numerous records, uh, high school, club, country club, as we up for. Um, and also here at Chapman this year, I got a relay record with my teammates. Yeah, uh, that 200, 200 free, free, huh? 200 free record. So Joe Pereira he is actually great as well. Just talking about statistics, he was 2013 Swim and Dive Coach of the Year. He ended up winning the state championships uh, at Skyline High. That was your high school uh, growing up, right? Yeah, he ended up winning 20 of the 29 seasons that he was a coach there. Uh, what, what is he like as, as a coach? How did he help you become the swimmer today? So ultimately, before, he's pretty gruff, which I think is beneficial for a coach. He's also pretty friendly outside of swimming. Um, he'd always, I remember one time he threw this table and he was so pissed off someone died. Um, he would also, on the wall, he would flip a table over and I don't know if you guys know about open turns or not, but he would flip a table over and put it on the deck. So you, you uh, went too high on your open, you would hit your head on the table. Yeah, because in swimming, uh, when you finish the lane, you have to like do a flip turn. Right? A flip turn if it's freestyle. If it's freestyle, but, and then but if it's like other strokes, yeah, then it's okay. an open turn. Touch two hands. Yeah, and so he put a a table. A table. He flipped over a table the down. lane. Yeah, and <laughs> that's if, that's kind of genius, though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's uh, he was definitely an innovator, innovator of uh, many sorts. He also was one of the originals to use cords in practice. Cords so or cords? cords? Cords. Oh, what? So you would strap a cord around your waist and hook it to the block uh, for resistance training. Wow, okay. So kind of like um, like football players and soccer players when they strap a cord around their waist and have someone at the yeah, end like hold it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Well, in swimming, we also use parachutes for drag and stuff, but uh, the cords definitely help a lot. And resistance training and uh, kind of building up your strength as well, not only in the gym but in the water as well. Yeah, um, I wanted to get into the gym as well. So for swimmers, what does that training routine look like for you guys? Because swimming is pretty much an all body sport. You got to use your legs, your arm, back, chest. How did you work out in the gym? What was that routine like for you? Uh, so previously growing up, I didn't really start the gym until I was about like 11 or 12 years old. But once I started, I kind of just started light, a lot of treadmill work to build up the um, cardio. And also strength training helped a lot with uh, the the shorter events that I currently swim in, sprint distance. And now in college and stuff, I've been training weight training a lot more. Um, rather than in high school, we didn't do a whole lot of weight training. But here at Chapman, we usually weight train about three or four times a week. Uh, that basically consists of kind of an upper lower split, kind of working chest, arms one day, uh, abs the next. Um, and then legs, lower body work. Uh, we're we're also training in the pool 
the same day that we train at the gym as well. So it's uh, kind of a lot to to do. Yeah, uh, going back in school, so Joe was only with three. Yes. And then Denny Cullum came senior did he coach you a lot um, with you as a senior? Because I know, at least for me, when I was a senior skiing, um, it was kind of your own thing, what you're doing. I'm only here for, like, technical stuff. Or did he really, like, coach you, coach you? Would you see there the whole time for your senior season? Uh, Denny, um, I'll throw out senior year, yes. He was the new main coach. Joe was completely out of the picture okay. after... Uh, my junior year so he kind of had a different coaching style as well just kind of more distance based so it was interesting to have his kind of base coaching style uh, being a record holder in the uh, mile I think yeah um I also did some research online he was the 2010 open water national champion and also a bronze medalist at the Sun and Water World Cup. Uh, so he himself was a huge distance swimmer. Yes. Um, he actually had a surgery last year on his shoulder uh, because of all the, the tear, wear and tear on your shoulder that swimming has on you, especially in those longer distance events. Dan, Denny, as a coach, having someone with just so many just athletic achievements coming to be your new coach senior year because I know you and Joe have a really good relationship you said he was your coach since you were like eight years old right yes so what was it like having to switch over to this new coach after having Joe for such a long time where it's kind of like your end of your high school career you're like narrowing down looking at the schools you want to go to what was it like having to transfer to a new coach um that senior year uh so my junior year i distinctly remember having joe retire at our one of our state meets uh and everybody was just so emotional because of all the awards and records that he brought to the, the sport i'm um, in high school um our, our rivals olympus we uh lost to that year and uh it was sad to see him go because of how olympus beat us that uh that year, my junior year in high school. Um, but bringing back to your point of having Denny come in and um, coach us my senior year um, was definitely a, a change for me as a person. I remember uh, the first practice that we had senior year, how Denny didn't have us do as much distance uh, warming up originally. but Ultimately, throughout the year, I got used to kind of training on his uh, basis. Uh, he he really emphasizes uh, USRPT, which is uh, a race pace uh, for sprinters, and he kind of brought that in for me as a sprinter, and it helped me a lot. I feel like um, just kind of to get my tempo up as well. Um, I also enjoyed his his underwater work. Uh, I feel like underwaters and swimming is definitely a, a very vital a point to kind of come across as you're growing up. Um, I would definitely 
kind of emphasize working on that if you want to improve in swimming. So, so what is uh, the underwater twerk? Uh, so underwaters is basically when you uh, dive off the blocks and first enter the water. Um, it's kind of the dolphin kick that you see that people do yeah. in freestyle and butterfly. Uh, but So it's like right after you dive in, that dolphin kick that you do yes. to, to push yourself to push forward, you forward under yeah, the water all about before momentum. you surface. Yeah. It's all about swimming. Uh, that's also why, like I said before, cord work and resistance training kind of help to feel the water and kind of build up your, your resistance and feeling. Yeah, uh, getting into like what it took to become a college athlete, uh, your senior year, how did you get that recruiting process started off? Because I don't know how swim recruitment goes. I'm sure a lot of, of the listeners here don't know either. Um, but is it more of like you reaching out to coaches at colleges or are there like scouts who come to meets and uh, talk to you and shoot you emails? Uh, how, just how did that process kick off for you? Uh, for sure. Uh, so it's kind of a little bit of both how you reach out to coaches and they reach out to you. Uh, but I remember senior year in call or uh, last year in high school. The, the recruiters would come to our meets and kind of talk to us about our season and stuff. And also social media brought in a lot of, a lot of view for, for swimmers uh, in the past few years. They, uh, they definitely check out, well, I posted a few clips on YouTube and stuff for coaches to kind of see and scout out um, their potential and stuff. Yeah, so having your film out on social media yes, yes, is helpful. very important. Uh, what would you say? What would you say is your biggest help uh, got you through the process? For me to get me through the recruiting process, I would say uh, definitely showing my hard work in and out of the pool. They uh, also like academics and hard work, not only in the pool but out of the pool, just to see if you're a well-rounded individual yeah just that student athlete balance was is really important and then what would you say was your biggest setback for me the greatest setback would probably be uh not being part of a major school because growing up i always like one of the best of the best uh, in the olympics and stuff but as i grew up um I kind of steered away from wanting to be like the greatest, um, but also like having the hard work uh, in the pool kind of helped to be a better person out of the pool as well. My works at school uh, and also kind of everything. So looking at schools, was Chapman kind of always your first choice or what other schools were you looking at? Um, so I was looking at some D1 schools as well. Um, I could have been on the team, but I really enjoyed this campus, the overall weather and stuff. Um, so the Division One school that I was looking at is uh, University of Pacific out in uh, San Francisco, out of the Bay Area. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so that was one of the D1 schools. And then just kind of other schools as well. 
that are D2 and D3 uh, that kind of influence my decision. Uh, some in Oregon, some in Washington, some in, uh, well, Utah, uh, University of Utah, D1, where my uh, parents swam, both of them. None on the East Coast, really. Mostly just the West Coast, because I've always wanted to be in California as well, growing up. Yeah, California is a good place. SoCal is awesome. How do you like it here so far? So far, I love it here. Uh, just overall weather, like I said before. Uh, being able to go to the beach on the weekends, surf a little bit, uh, just hang out with friends outside all the time. I mean, there's a few months here where it's a little rainy, but not nearly as bad as like Utah, where I'm from. It's snowing basically every day in time. Yeah, I'm from like Tahoe, and we just got like eight, four days or something like that. It's been a powder day for like two weeks straight. It's actually ridiculous. So having this sunny SoCal weather is definitely a plus. Actually, I went home uh, this past weekend and skied a little bit. Oh, no way. Yeah, so uh, we got uh, interlodged, actually. Yeah. So we got stuck in, in, our, uh, in our hotel for the day. Uh, up until like 2 p.m. So that was pretty interesting to experience that because I've never really been able to experience a full powdered day like bluebird. Crazy. Hell yeah, dude. It's awesome. Uh, going back into the recruitment process, on our first episode with Nico Ursino, he said that the recruitment process just straight up just sucks and it's tedious, it's long. Could you say that you had a similar feeling going through the recruitment process? I would say so, yes. Uh, calling and emailing coaches back and forth. Uh, some of them didn't respond for months on end. Um, and just trying so hard to get recruited into uh, a university in general. Uh, well, uh, the coach currently here at Chapman, Juliet Seuss, um, she or they kind of reached out to me first in the beginning just because they wanted some uh, new recruit recruit uh, potential sprinters on the team because uh, previously as many recruits uh, that are sprinters and uh, for for swimming you kind of want to be all around kind of distance sprint based uh, just so you can have not everything really covered a, for yeah not really as specialized yes, huh? it's uh, not only individual but it's also a team effort sport looking now at your college career what is it like being a college athlete uh, have you seen like a huge difference in high school swimming compared compared to college swimming um definitely so being a collegiate athlete um means no matter what division you're in a lot a lot more work a lot more sacrifice uh, pulls away from your school and stuff so it it's definitely a little bit of more of a challenge to balance academics and swimming as well. Obviously, you yourself are a great swimmer. Um, some of your teammates, though, like Cole Kirshner, Simon Jacobs, they have some insane talent as well. What is it like having those guys as teammates who are just like pumping out records and medals and awards like that at such a young age? What kind of atmosphere does that like competitiveness bring to the team? And how does it really affect? You and your other teammates as well. Uh, so having those teammates definitely pushes me to be a better person. Uh, like Simon and Cole, they're insane. But they haven't been um, that great always. It, it always comes down to how much work and effort you put into the sport. 
and we just push each other every day in, in and out of the pool, the gym, and we race each other off the blocks and all flip turns. We try to get every single aspect of swimming down to a T of pushing each other. Yeah, what are those practices like with with Cole and Simon? Cole, Simon. Uh, so Cole Kirshner, uh shout out to him. He's an absolute beast in the water. Absolute maniac. Yeah. His underwaters and dive, insane. Um, he has some of the best underwaters I've ever seen. Um, his tempo, I previously, very important for sprint. Um, always trying to work, getting up. We also use these tempo trainers workout. It's a little device that kind of beeps every time you take a stroke, um, and that kind of helps to get your tempo up. But it's uh, definitely science-based sport. Um, with uh, the taper and just in general. Yeah, so talking about the taper, uh, I remember talking to you through interterm. You're like, yeah, I'm on the taper right now. I can't, I can't work out. I can't do all these fun activities. You're training for those meets. For the, the yeah, the end of season yeah, meets. It's yeah, it's those sacrifices that you have to make. So... Talk about what it's like having to sacrifice fun and social life and also having to focus on academics just to become the best swimmer you can. Yeah, so um, to be a swimmer, I think you've got to be a pretty crazy motherfucker to, <laughs> to, uh, to, uh, to be a swimmer because you're basically training all day, every day. Uh, not so much on the off-season, but when you're in-season, you're basically training Every day. Yeah, I remember. Um, eat, sleep, swim, repeat. Yeah, I, re- I remember going through interterm with you. And you're like, yeah, I practiced this morning for two hours. And then right after class, you went and practiced for another two hours. And then you had a meeting afterwards. And there's just so much of your time is just swallowed up by swimming. Uh, you just don't have much time for anything else. But what is it like now with the off season, having so much more time on your hands? What do you find yourself doing? So in the off season, mainly just I'm searching for a job currently. So uh, trying to get into that, uh, trying to generate revenue and stuff. Yeah, I got to get uh, your money up, not your money up. <laughs> yeah, uh, but a lot of the gym as well. So eating more, just kind of bulking up a little bit more in the off season, just to kind of build up the strength so you have it in the next season. Um, you can kind of beef up a little bit, just prepare for the season. Having the gym is definitely a great resource to have to kind of steer away from just being in the pool 24-7. Kind of brings a new light to hard work, kind of steers away from just staring at the bottom of the the pool, the tiles, just staring at tiles all day, all day, every day. Yep. So you just finished up your first college season. What a year you had. Uh, we were talking earlier. You now hold the school record for the 200 free relay. Uh, how was that race, man? What was your mentality going into that and your mentality throughout? Uh, for sure. So going into the, the event, 
I think it was either Friday or Saturday, uh, and just ultimately just visualizing. Visualizing is a very important resource to have in swimming. Just visualizing everything down to your underwater, your flip turn, your dive, how you're going to perform, how people are going to cheer you, everything, sight, smell, all the five senses. Visualizing that is very important. Uh, And consistency as well with that. Just kind of visualizing yourself in first person, third person, all the different views helps a lot and I talked to Simon uh, earlier on this season I said do you visualize it all he said yes I love to visualize because it definitely helps me in my races to get my form and tempo up as well yeah visualizing is a great tool you know pretty much all athletes use that uh not so much in like soccer and football and baseball but in those individual sports or like race type sports visualizing is crazy important uh as a ski racer i myself visualize for every um, it's just such a helpful tool so talking about the science of swimming uh you were talking about the cord and how it helps boost your strength in underwaters and stuff what is the science-based aspect of swimming that helps you become a better swimmer? Uh, so in the water, it comes down to even like feeling the water every day. Uh, swimming is one of the sports where you have to train basically every day. Uh, you definitely do not want to not be in the water for more than like three days or two days when you're having a big, big competition coming. Um, and I feel like every coach kind of has their own special routine and way to get to get their athletes ready for a big so transitioning between all these different coaches, I feel like it kind of affected me in a negative sense because being so used to Joe Pereira's coaching style, um, how he kind of has been my coach for most of my life like it's it's uh, definitely taken a toll on how I've performed in the last few years um, but I've also gotten used to kind of different coaching styles as well so I think I mean my coach this year at Chapman kind of has the same coaching style as um, I had senior year Denny Pullum um, his coaching style is pretty similar kind of a coach at Chapman in a sense of using USRPT. Um, I don't know what the acronym is exactly, but uh, US Race Pace or something like that in that sense. But um, they kind of use a similar style. And with the tempo trainer as well, they kind of use that as well to kind of get my tempo up. Uh, but I would like to see more of kind of you want that more like negative coaching aspect, right? Kind of like how Joe had that emotion, the anger, like yeah. passion. Yeah, you just feel like you want more passion coaching. Um, yeah, I feel like this year though is uh, a lot of passion. Julia is very passionate about the sport. 
I know even in the off season, he's reading books about how to become a better coach and just reading up on the science of swimming. Uh, it changes every year. I feel like um, how all these new athletes are breaking new barriers of uh, being able to to uh, hit the water at a faster pace. I think a big part of that is underwater. Definitely, you're, if you're trying to get into collegiate level swimming, I, I would emphasize that as much as possible. Looking at the first meet you had um, your D3 season, what was that like? Were you just super nervous? What was your mindset going into your very first college meet? Very first college meet. So it kind of reminded me of back in my country club league where it's kind of just more chill because we had a, uh, an inter-squad meet. So we raced against other teammates. Uh, we kind of just split our team in half. Um, so we had the, the red team and the black team. So we raced against each other. That was one of the first meets that we had. It was a little more chill because I kind of knew my teammates before. I kind of talked to them over social media and stuff as well mm-hmm. before the season. So I kind of knew them a little bit. Not a face-to-face interaction, but just kind of talking them to them originally before kind of helped uh, bring my nerves down a bit. And at the end of the day, we're teammates, so we're trying to help each other be better. Yeah, obviously. And then looking now to your last meet, you guys just finished up the season. Uh, did you keep that same mentality going in or did you have a different approach because you were just talking about how you talked to your teammates, they helped you kind of settle those nerves a little bit. Are you still like talking to your teammates to try to settle those nerves or do you have now your college meet schedule down? Um, going through the first year and stuff. I don't think I fully have my schedule down yet. Um, it's definitely going to take a year or two more to kind of get that down fully and kind of bring down the nerves as well, get used to different pools and stuff as well. But towards the end of the my college career, and kind of a routine is definitely very important to have swimming. Your pre-race routine, of usually uh, having some sort of energy drink pre-workout usually helps a lot of people um, in kind of the bigger competitions obviously probably kind of the smaller competitions like inner squad meet like I said before first meet towards the end of the season you definitely want to use more enhancements but uh, it's very interesting how uh, how many substances are banned now? Yeah, in swimming with the pre-workouts, protein powder. Yeah, I was about to say, are pre-workouts even allowed? Yeah, if they're uh, NCAA. Yeah, yeah there's gotta they have, have like a special label. They gotta get that check mark. Huh? Yeah, got you. Uh, with D three athletes as a whole, um, specifically swimming as well. What do you think is the biggest misconception? Um, so for D3, a lot of people think that it's like really easy and people, yep. um, kind of look down upon it. Like only D1 is, is good and stuff. But, um, I mean, in, at Chapman, we definitely compete against division one teams, division two teams, and 
um, even some of them we beat um, this year. So ranked pretty high this year. Nice. Uh, de- definitely because of the new coach, Coach Juliet Seuss. So they've definitely brought us to uh, some some surprising awards and records this year. Uh, it'll be good to see how our season uh, ultimately became uh, at the end of the year. This up and coming we have, so it'll be good to see how that plays out and see how the season. Hey, good luck with that, man. Thank you. Um, you were talking earlier how you were getting looked at by a D one school as well. So, but you're D three athlete now. Um, a lot of people in D one schools. Do you think that as a D three athlete? that you can compete against them and same with your teammates as well? Do you think that you guys could be at that D1 level and you just choose not to be? Or is it more like it really funnels down D3 athletes to D3 and D1 athletes to D1? Um, ultimately, I think it's uh, because of the, the, the class sizes here at Chapman that kind of lead us to be more of like a smaller division school. doesn't bring as many swimmers in. But definitely, like I mentioned previously, how we beat some of the Division One teams this year, Division Two team. It definitely brought in kind of a recognition this year on our team, on our part. Yeah, that you uh, got, you guys are here to play. You guys just aren't. Yeah, some we're small here to fight. D three school. Yeah, we're like the big dogs. On <laughs> oh God. Um, in general, do you have any advice for swimmers out there who are looking to get into college swimming? Um, so ultimately deciding on colleges and stuff, I think it's very important to kind of voice yourself. Um, there's this website called swim cloud and it kind of gives all your stats and stuff, um, to different collegiate, uh, collegiate coaches and stuff. Um, so I think it's very important to kind of post your stats, post your videos, kind of get yourself out there so people and coaches can kind of watch you and see how you're performing and stuff to ultimately decide if they want your want you on team or not awesome man thank you uh so with the swimming season now over what's next for you i know you're a little bit of a gym rat um and i heard you pledging the business fraternity here i was um pledging ak psi uh before um i didn't get a pref but I think it's uh, better because everything, I believe everything happens for so. Absolutely. It, it definitely brings me to more focus on potentially starting a business or working harder in the gym. Uh, yeah, definitely, like you said, I'm a gym rat, um, mainly on the off-season just because I spend more time in the gym rather than pool. I'm kind of on bodybuilder split. Rather than kind of like how swimmers uh, do more repetitions rather than yep. that mid-rep range. Yeah, you're focusing more on aesthetics now rather than that strength. Just kind of try to get shredded for the season. Yes, sir. Well, that concludes our episode here with Noah Williams. Noah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Take us out today. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Hey, guys, my name is Noah. This is the Locker Room Podcast. Where sports unite us and stories inspire us. Signing off. Peace.